Lords. We thank you for the blessing of honest work by which you have provided these gifts for us to share with those in need. We give them now as an expression of your love for the world. Lord of Lords, we wait for your light. Let your Holy Spirit illumine our hearts with the light of your redemption through the speaking of your word. And let it transform us and bring us to new life in Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Turner thing going on there with the voice. Oh, yeah? Like yeah, yeah. He's kind of, hey, Lord. Got my God voice on. Yes. Got my God voice. Just listening to smooth jazz. Yes. Yeah. Well, good morning, saints. Good morning, sinners. We're here. Words. Words matter. Scripture in Genesis 1, if you remember, it says, In the beginning God created. Now, do you remember the source of God's creation? What did God do? Spoke. The very words of creation were expressed and created from nothing that which is. Let there be light. In John's gospel, it also follows up where John at the very beginning says, uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In the beginning was the word. Words are a source, a fountain, a brook, a spring of life. Words can convey our deepest feelings, our deepest ideas. Words have power. Words matter. There's a shadow side to words, however. Yes, they can be a source of beautiful creation and revelation, but words can also be toxic and bent for harm. Words that shouldn't be expressed get expressed and can cause pain. Words carelessly bantered about and said can cause pretty much great harm and gross misunderstanding as we have seen over the last several years with regards to social media. I mean, just look at POTUS's tweets. Not only affects individuals, it affects nations. Words have power. Words matter. This is what Paul is getting at today in our scripture from Ephesians. We're picking up where we left off last week in Ephesians chapter 4. And Paul is writing to the church, uh, and his concern is for the community, the church itself, that there have been some false teachers that have come in and have been sowing a seed of dissension that what Paul says is gospel is not really the gospel of Christ, but they have this special word of Jesus for the people of Ephesus. And Paul calls them in Acts 20 fierce, wor- fierce wolves, false shepherds, who are coming in and spreading the poison among the sheep. And so Paul 
is writing to the community. He's writing words to say, be careful, beloved, be careful, church, because words sown by these false leaders can tear the very fabric of your community apart. Words have power. Words matter. Our text picks up like right where we left off last week in uh, Ephesians chapter 4. We're picking up with verse 25, and we're going to read down to verse uh, chapter 5, verse 2. Listen to the word of the Lord, because God is calling. And this is what God said. (laughs) So then, putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up their stealing. Rather, let them labor and work honestly with their own hands so as to have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only that which is useful for building up as there is need so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with which you were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger, together with all malice, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, and whenever you see the word therefore in Scripture, we're supposed to sit up a little straighter and listen. Paul says, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice to God. Beloved, that is the word of the Lord. Indeed. Indeed. Ill-timed, poorly spoken words can wreak havoc on a community. Words of anger, bitterness, lies, you've experienced in your own circles of influence. What innuendo can do to the fabric of a community, particularly in the life of a church where these, the innuendo, the gossip can spread and utterly rip apart the church's seams to the point where it cannot be rewoven together again. Words have power. Words matter. In our text this morning, Paul is asking us both individually and as a church body church to measure our words, to measure our words. He gives us three filters to use as we measure our words. Are the words I speak true? Do the words I use build up or tear down? And do my words mimic God's ways or the world's ways? 
Or in another way he puts it is, do our words make the Holy Spirit cry? Filter number one. Do I speak truth or falsehood? Years ago, TV late night host Stephen Colbert on the Colbert Report uh, had a monologue that looked at the show's word of the day. Every, every show would have a word of the day. And the word of the day for that day was truthiness. Truthiness. And truthiness is a truth, Colbert says, that is bent towards the benefit of the speaker. It's not quite a lie, but what is said doesn't reflect really the whole truth either. It benefits the one who is speaking. So there are all kinds of political examples. Can you think of any? I'm not going there. But I will remember last year during the hurricanes, we were told, um, um, we were told in truthiness, the dams of Lake Okeechobee will hold. The hurricanes will not break the dams and the, it will not be flooded. Well, the truth is, the dams of Lake Okeechobee did not fail, and the controlled release of water did prevent flooding. However, the truth is is that millions of gallons of contaminated water with pesticides that had been washed into the lake flooded back out into the estuaries, through the glades, out into the ocean, and now the coasts of Florida have this nasty green algae that is killing sea life. Truthiness is what we want to hear. Truth is what we need to hear. Beloved, as we measure our words and our conversations in church, at school, at leisure, you know, at B Square, down on Las Olas, wherever, do our words speak Truth or are they truthy? Do the words reflect my personal agenda or do they work towards a better understanding of the entire situation? Words have power. Words matter. So if the first filter is, are my words truth, The second filter is, do the words we speak build others up or do they tear others down? Do our words like the words spoken at Genesis bring life or do they undermine the trust of the fabric in the community or in relationships? Paul is reminding us that words spoken in anger, jealousy, malice can destroy a person. They can destroy a community. Words matter. Now, one of the things Kelly and I do each year um, is to throw out a spiritual goal we want to aspire to for that coming year. And one year, she she came up with a spiritual goal that she wanted to aspire to, which I said, oh, please. You're already doing it. And her, her goal that year was to aspire to never... Um, never to say anything that put another person down. 
My goal, she says, is to build up. I said, that's, that's bogus. You do that anyway. You do that naturally. I need that. And so it became mine for the year. <laughs> Words have power. Words matter. I remember in second grade, I was a short, pudgy kid. And my second grade teacher, Mrs. Smith, she referred to me to the she, she called me up to the, the chalkboard or in class to do something. And she'd always say, Fat Pat, come up here and do this. I've never forgotten. As a person who is vertically challenged and struggled with weight his entire life, her words, 52 years later, hurt. Words have power. A young man had a mother who lived with them. She was an alcoholic. Her drug of choice was wine. And one evening on the back patio as she was out there with her son and grandkids, she had hit the wine a little bit too hard. Why are you being so quiet, she asked her son. Why aren't you talking to me? And he said, frankly, you know, Mom, when you've had too much to drink, you're a different person. So I find it's better just not to say anything. That was the trigger that set her off, and she began this loud diatribe in a closely, densely populated neighborhood saying, I hate you! And mm-mm-mm. all the way up the stairs to her apartment. Words have power. When was a word spoken to you that tore you down? Can you remember it? Can you remember what it felt like? Sisters and brothers, Paul realized that when members of a community or a church become intimately bound as brothers and sisters, the words used by her members have an important impact on it. It can build up. It can tear down. There's a joke in ministerial circles about prayer, um, prayer change in prayer circle groups, prayer groups. I believe in them. First thing, caveat. But in those groups, words matter. There are some churches where prayer groups And prayer chains become nothing more than gossiping in the name of Jesus. Someone asks for a prayer. Says, I would like prayer for a relationship. For for a particular relationship. Well, remember the prayer group gets that prayer request and shares it with someone else. This person is asking for prayers for her crumbling family. 
That person takes that prayer request, those words, and takes it to another individual over here and, and says, you know what? So-and-so's family's in complete tatters. Kids are doing drugs and all kinds of things like that. And by the time the, the prayer request comes around the circle back to the one who asked for the prayer, she is told, well, and pray for such and such because her husband ran off with the maid, quit his job, and the kids have been taken by the state. All gossiping in the name of Jesus. When all the woman wanted was a prayer for relationships. Words matter. Do our words build up and edify or do they tear down? The third filter Paul gives us is whether our words imitate God. Do the words we speak imitate the very character of God? Or as he says in our scripture, do they make the spirit cry? Do the words we use imitate God or do they make the Spirit of God weep? Paul says in verse 5, 1, Be imitators of God and love as Christ loved us. Paul is asking us to imitate, literally to mimic what God has done, is doing to us, for us, in the person of Christ. The word love is that wonderfully rich Greek word, Agape, which means to love intentionally, to love willfully, to love inconveniently, to the point that it's a love that costs the lover something. But the beauty of agape is the more one expresses it, the more it becomes who you are. And it's no longer intentional, it just permeates. How are we communicating? Are we imitating that type of love of God? It means that you and I, church, we express godly love to one another in our words, and then those words are expressed through action that will follow us wherever we go. When God speaks, my beloved, Life is created. When God speaks, love is felt and experienced. When God speaks, peacefulness is expressed. That is what it means to mimic or imitate God in our conversations. So, beloved, when you and I speak, are we creating life? We're destroying it in another. When you and I speak, is it the love of Christ expressed and felt by others? When you and I speak, do people feel the peacefulness of God about them? Or do when you and I speak, the Spirit of God goes, oh, and weeps? Friends, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Don't tell any of these children. It's a secret we were all told as a child. 
You see, we were lied to as kids. Newsflash. Don't you remember that old rhyme that we were taught? Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words lie. It's a lie. And we bought into it. Friends, words hurt. Words can crush. They can tear down. They can demean. They can denigrate. Words have power. Words matter. So let's do something today. Let's all agree together as church. Let's all agree together today that from now on we will speak through three filters. I will raise your hand. I will speak truth instead of truthiness. Uh huh. I will speak up to build people. I will speak to build people up and not to tear down. My words will express themselves in God's love. So be it. Well, that was my part. You didn't. <laughs> and all the God's people said, Amen. Pray with me. Holy Spirit of God, words have power. Words matter. We give you thanks for this day, O oh God, and just ask that you would temper our hearts, temper our minds, temper our words. Lord, may we speak truth and love. May we speak to build up. May our words imitate the words you speak to us.